0: We're glad you're here with us today on the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We pray God's word speaks to your heart today as Pastor Chapman Laxton shares the word with us. Glad that you're here. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Chapman Laxton. I'm the associate pastor here at Christian Ministries Church. And uh, I'm just so glad that you guys are with us tonight as we continue on in our Faith 2 series. Now, um, Pastor Ashley. Uh, talked about this a few weeks ago, but there's just sometimes that sermons just play out in front of us, you know. Especially as spiritual as an individual like myself, you know, we just you just can't help just drawing. You know, the Lord just speaks it. No, but there was a there was something that happened a few months ago that uh, it just was it was pretty profound in me, and and uh, it, it happened back in February with our our girls. we at our our uh, our state tournament that we do for for basketball every year, and uh, just with our, our divisions and uh, our our girls basketball coach Des had had led them to a place that the predecessor never could. Um, you know, just a a win in a season. Uh, I, I said that right, a win in a season. Um, he was able to leave them even beyond that. They had they had the most winning this season, and and even a winning season. Uh, but but. Something pretty profound happened in our, in our game that we were playing uh, at the state tournament. It was, it was our, we were playing for third place, and uh, just, you could just tell, just, just from watching the, the girls play, just the, the jitterbugs, is what I call them, jitterbugs had kind of got us a little bit, and, and we just, we, we were a little gun shy, we, we weren't hitting our shots that we were supposed to hit, we were kind of just getting caught up in some things, and, and we found ourselves down to a team that we had beaten a couple times. And uh, the, it, it was at this point that one of the craziest things happened that, that, and Hannah was sitting right there next to me whenever it happened, but so it's, it's halftime of the game and we're down and uh, our girls go and, and, and stand around Desmond and he's, and he's coaching and the other team, they, they all, they, they were up and, and they kind of all grab their water bottles and, well, all right, and they just started walking up into the stands. Now, I don't know if, you, if you're not a sports person, this may not make sense, but typically, when, when the game is still being played, you don't leave the court until the game's over. Well, somebody forgot to tell this other team that there was a whole second half getting ready to be played. But I just remember looking to Hannah going, what what is going on? What, What is going on? What are they doing? And this team just, just everybody just started going and sitting with their family and sitting with their friends and talking. And I even saw a few of the girls just get some popcorn, and eating some popcorn, and, and sitting down, and, and the whole time, the whole time while all this is going on, Des is just over there, I mean, there's smoke coming off the clipboard, and there's, you know, they, I mean, he's, he's, he's just over there whittling away on his poor Expo marker, and I mean, he's throwing that one away and getting another one, and, and there, but the whole time, our team stayed in the huddle, stayed focused up on the task that was at hand, and the other team... Just uh... And I turned to Hannah, and I said, we're going to win this game. And I mean, you know, not that I'm a prophet, but, <laughs> but sure enough, our girls, the third quarter, we got it closer. And the fourth quarter, we ended up t- taking over and beating this team. Yeah. So, so, so tonight, it, it just, the Lord laid on my heart. The, 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 the one point of this sermon, that all, the only thing you need to get from tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about having faith. To stay in the huddle, faith to stay in the huddle. All right, that's all I got to share. So you got no, I uh, I'd be letting you guys <laughs> off too easy if I if I if we just quit right there. But but here's the deal: one team stayed connected to what was going on. One team stayed engaged. One team one team didn't let being content with 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 the first half, put them in a position where they were like, oh well, we just might as well go up there and get this thing over with. No, there was still a job to do, and our team stayed in the huddle, stuck with the game plan, made some changes, and they were able to ha- see victory. See, it was just so obvious to me, boy, this this as the church, we could we could get a hold of some of this. See, to stay in the huddle, for those of y'all that maybe aren't sports people, to be in a huddle, there's a lot of things that can happen in a huddle. And I want you to see if this sounds like a place that we're in right now at the church. You get a clear direction on what you're supposed to be doing. You can maybe get some correction. You can get encouraged in a huddle. You can stay engaged in a huddle. You can have a plan, a new plan. Okay, this plan wouldn't work and we're going to have to change. Some things have happened now. We've got to get a new plan on what we're doing. See, we've got, we've got to get a definitive answer to what we're going to do. Man, we need to regroup. Sometimes in a huddle, you just need to take Hey, just sit down. I ain't got nothing to say. Y'all just sit down and take a breather. Y'all just need a breather. See, seeing the huddle from a spiritual perspective, what we have to do is we have to stay engaged and locked in even in these times where we come into a place where it's time for a huddle we've got to get there see it's the huddled up moments of our lives where we're allowed an opportunity of an atmosphere that's different than when you're right in the middle of the game see right now boy we get to we get to sit down if the air conditioning feels nice tonight pastor Ashley great job we're, 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 not, we're in a place where the protection and the, and the covering is right now, we're huddled up. As a team right now, we're, we're huddled up. We're, we're huddled around and we're, and we're getting a clear picture of what we're going to do. And what I saw from that game and what I just wanted to relate is, your ability to get in the huddle and get what's going on in the huddle will determine what kind of active member you're going to be as a part of the body of Christ. See, your ability to stay engaged in the huddle and pull from the huddle will determine what kind of a player you're going to be when you step back out now into, it's time to get back in the game. And, and, and it, just, it was just so clear to me. There are... Even within the body of Christ, and I do not mean this as a condemnation, there are winners, and hear me, hear, hear me, I'm not trying to be brutal, but there are losers even in the body of Christ. And where, where, the def, where, the, where the definition starts at is what do you do when you have an opportunity to either make an adjustment? get correction, get new revelation, a new perspective, what do you do when that new is brought in? Because if you do what the coach says, and and understand, I'm not the coach, I'm just on the team. When you do what God says, when you follow the plan that he has, when you take a hold of the correction when you see the perspective from what the holy spirit's trying to get you and you implement that god says you'll be blessed god says you'll be blessed and 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 i view blessing not as money possessions what i'm posting on social media what i'm i don't view that as cuz cuz hear me there's a lot of rich losers there's a lot of rich losers and a lot of really poor winners. It has nothing to do from a monetary standpoint when we're talking about being blessed. But what do you do in the huddle? See, the huddle is not just X's and O's all the time. Sometimes, and this is a big part, it's relationship-based in the huddle. Sometimes I'm not bringing anybody over in a huddle to talk about you're running this play wrong or you're doing that play wrong. But sometimes I'm bringing, hey, are you all right out there? Sometimes it's motivation. Hey, hey, listen, you've been working on this, believe in yourself. See, relationally, what we do in that huddle, we're encouraging one another. We are we got our arm, hey, you got it. You You can cover that guy or you can guard that girl or you can get that serve over or you can... See, what we do is it's not always about X's and O's and living. Sometimes you just need to get in the huddle because you just need somebody to stick their arm around you and say, Hey, you got it. You've put in the work. You know what this is. You know the game plan. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You just need to be motivated. So the huddle tonight, as we're talking about it, I want you guys to see we're not just talking about x's and o's but whenever you're not willing to get in the huddle you're missing the relationship side and we're, we're going to talk about that but real quick I just want to give you guys a scripture here as we're talking about winning and losing first Corinthians nine twenty four says do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize know that in a race There's going to be some people that win. There's going to be some people that get the prize. There's going to be some people that figure it out. There's going to be some people, they're just there to have a good time. They're just there with the group. They're just there. And and, and this is something that you learn in sports. It's one of my favorite things to teach whenever whenever I was coaching, or one of my favorite things about sports, is it mirrors so many aspects of real life. You all the time for the rest of your life are going to be circled around with people who are better than you, at the same level as you, and then some that are just, there, and I can't even say for a good time, they're just there to make everybody miserable. <laughs> but but it, still though, run in such a way, you with me? Run in such a way that you can receive. 2 Peter 1, verse 10 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, when we see these times for a huddle to come in, what what is our ideas, what are our thoughts when we're approached with that? What, what, what comes to our mind when we see these opportunities for us to be placed in a position of, oh, it's time to huddle up. It's time to huddle up. It's time for us to get together. What are we getting out of those times? Because those, what, that will determine what kind, and I'm going to use the word of, of a teammate, of a player, we're going to be when we step out. So tonight, here's what I want to give you. I want to give you four things that I want you to have to help you in how you think towards staying in the huddle. And and, and the reason why it's it's directed at how you think is because, especially when it comes to faith, so much of our faith is dictated by how we think about something. If it's something that we think that God has promised us, then we oftentimes have faith to receive it. If we think that it's something that is obtainable through Christ— normally a person doesn't have a problem having faith. And so what I want to do tonight is maybe address some thoughts when we're talking about faith to stay in the huddle. Faith to get in the huddle. So you guys ready? Okay, so first one here. First one here. First first thought about staying in the huddle is this. When the huddle is called, go into the huddle. When a huddle is called, Go into the huddle and, and, and then put a little tagline and then write the word hustle, baby. Hustle, baby. So many Christians have this approach to a huddle being called. You, hustle, hustle, come on. Come on, we're, we're huddling up, we're huddling up. See this as an opportunity and hustle over here. Quit walking, quit walking. Look, I, I get you're tired. I get you're sore. I, I get that things haven't gone well for you the last couple of possessions. Hear me and make a spiritual application of these. I, I, I get it right now. You don't feel like you have any idea what's going on. That's why we're calling the huddle. Okay? Okay? I get it, you don't feel like you got any clue what's going on here. A huddle's been called, come on, hustle over here. Because we need to to talk about this. And and again, you know, what people don't understand that when a timeout's called and we're trying to huddle up, the referee isn't waiting, okay, one, two, three, four, okay, that's all your players now, okay, we're going to go ahead and start this clock, here we go. No, the moment that he figures out what kind of a timeout you want, boom, here we go. It's either a minute or 30 seconds in basketball. And then that thing's running. You're still on the other side of the court. I need you over here now because we're trying to get on with the next play. We got people that, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. But the service is going on. and, And we got powerful spiritual things going on up here. And we just can't get in the huddle. We just can't get in the huddle. You're missing the life-changing. Now, hear me. I'm not trying to brag on myself. But you are missing the life-changing. Like, this could sound really conceited. I'm really not saying it's me. But, but anyway, all that to say. You're missing the life-changing adjustment that you could have got Had you just had that first five seconds of the timeout. Had you just had, or or even better yet, you could have got that much more rest. Had you just come in and got underneath the peace of God, true rest. You're missing it. There's only so much time. Hustle over here. See, and when you hustle, it does one of two things. What you say to the opposing team, again, think spiritually with me here. What you tell to the opposing team whenever you don't do this, when a timeout's called, what you're, and you're hustling across, what you're saying is, boy, I'm ready to come right back here and keep this going. I'm, I'm not tired. I'm not weary. What you're doing ain't working. What you say psychologically to your body is, I'm continuing to move forward. What you say then to your team is this, I value you enough to not waste the time that we could be spent together, so I'm going to hustle over and I'm going to stay in the huddle. Luke 21 verse 34 says this, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and on that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. See, if you don't hustle, what you're doing is you're submitting to the enemy's schemes. Now listen, and I used to say this all the time, I know you're hurting. I know you're tired. You and I both know. But we don't let the enemy know. We don't profess that. We don't profess that. We don't proclaim that. We're not given that. In- we don't give the enemy one inch. We're hustling. We're hustling. We're hustling. And in that same breath, what you're showing everybody who's in the stands and your team, because again, the fans are on the team, what you're showing them is, I owe it to you to hustle. You show the coach, I owe it to you, I'm going to hustle every time. You're showing your teammates who are right out there sweating, bleeding, getting tired, just like you are, I owe it to you that I'm going to hustle. And let me tell you something, what that does as a team is it just... See, the team is a sacred bond. Again, think spiritually. The team is a sacred bond. And as a team, we will have victory when together we're looking out for one another. Romans 12, verse 4 through 5 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body, each member belongs to all the others. Leave that last part up there. Each... Member belongs to all the others. Boy, we're real good at belonging to God. But we're really bad about wanting to belong to everybody else. They're always taking advantage of me. They're always wanting too much out of me. They're always always demanding of me. You belong to all the members. Or do you not know that you're not your own? See, we relate that verse all the time. My talents, my giftings, my my blessings, they belong to God, and yeah. And what he can do in my life, yeah. But, But what about the rest of the body? No more does your right hand have the right to tell your left hand, I can just go off and do my own thing. Can you say to the rest of the members, I don't need you guys, really. You're a team. We belong to one another. I belong to you guys and you guys belong to me as much as we are the members of the body of Christ. And and you guys use your talents in my life and bless me and I use my talents in my life to try to bless you because we are one unit. We are one body. We are one body. We belong to one another. So the first step there is when a huddle is called, go into the huddle. And hustle, baby. Hustle, baby. Number two, second thought I want you to have about staying in the huddle is this. When you're in the huddle, stay focused in the huddle. I can't tell you how many timeouts, how many huddles I had completely derailed, destroyed, disheveled. Because somebody was looking at their girlfriend over here. They were getting coaching from their parents back here. They were talking to the other teammate over here. on the. Th- Just stay focused on what we're talking about right here. Stay focused. Don't let external distractions, don't let external distractions take your focus off of The very specific, the very detailed, the very thought-out plan that God is trying to reveal to you and show to you, here's here's what we're we're getting ready to do. Holy Spirit's trying to say something to you. The the head coach is trying to deliver something to you, and you're thinking about, can't wait to get out of here and go to Sonic for, man, it's going to be so great, and I'm just, distractions, 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 distractions. 1 Corinthians 7:35 says I'm saying this for your good not to restrict you that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. Undivided devotion to the Lord, that's how we're to try to live. Undivided devotion to the Lord. My devotion is not to trying to please everybody else. My devotion is not to try to please everybody else. I have a goal. I have a calling. I have who I belong to, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish. That's what I'm trying to fulfill. That's what I'm, who I'm trying to help. Y'all with me? Yeah. Psalm 8611 says, Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. We get divided hearts when we get distracted by outside sources. We get divided hearts when we don't guard our heart at all. Not everything, not every problem, not every worldwide disaster deserves your undivided devotion. There's a lot of things sent your way to try to get you to be anxious, to be worried, to be to be ruined in your thoughts about oh what control do I have? I have no control and, and now there's this in the ozone and there's that in the water and there's there's only so much we can I'm, there's only so much we can do. I'm just going to trust the Lord and I'm going to keep living the way he's called me to live. I'm going to keep living the way he's called me to live. Outside sources cannot remove our devotion, our focus. We also can't let, because this is the one that gets people, internal conflicts remove our focus. Sometimes the people that get us are the people that we're closest with. Boy, they've got, one, they know how to hurt us because they're around us the most. And they know how to hurt us because, and they have more opportunity to hurt us because they're around us all the time. We're we're people. We're going to fail one another. We're going to fail. The other night, I was walking down to check my chicken's and my daggum right foot didn't catch the, the step right, and I fell three or four stairs down my new beautiful staircase that Isaac built me. I had a great view of it all the way down as I tumbled down it. <laughs> my right foot failed me. I stepped for the step, it wasn't there, I missed and I fell. My right foot caused me, you know what I didn't do? Babe, bring me my shotgun. I'm going to blow this foot off of here. I'm going to cast it away from me. No more am I to ever. What would that have done? Now think about this. What would that have done? To injure this part of me that caused me to slip and fall and hurt myself. What would it have done to my whole body for me to have injured myself that way? You belong to one another. You belong to one another. We have to have reconciliation. We've got to stay... Don't let internal conflict remove the focus of what's being said inside the huddle. Got to move on. But I'll give you one more scripture here. Proverbs 12.1 Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction is... <laughs> Y'all said it, not me. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction is stupid. Listen. Don't put yourself in a position where you are removing yourself from the body. And don't think it's your place that because there's conflict going on that, oh, I don't need that church anymore because, hold on, hold on. Sometimes there's just failure and we've got to be able to come back together and love one another because we belong to each other. Y'all with me? Stay in the huddle, stay in the huddle, stay in the huddle. Third point, third thought I want you to have about the huddle, keep you staying in the huddle. And this sounds counterproductive to my points, but I promise you it makes sense, or at least it did in my head whenever I was thinking about it. The huddle is not the game. The huddle is not the game. There's a lot of people that treat church like it's the game. Oh, I go to church all the time. I'm there every time the doors open. I'm at every women's deal. I'm at all the things. I volunteer in every deal. And then I just go out and I just do whatever I want. Because that is what will produce for me the huddle's not the game. The huddle's not the game. This is great. It's paramount to our success. there's, There's scripture after scripture to back up why this is important. But this... These walls should not be the sole place that you decide to to live out your faith. Your faith was meant to go beyond these walls. And, And it even talks about this thing called the Great Commission into all the corners of the earth. We're to take the gospel with us and to live our faith out. Don't get it twisted. The huddle is not the game. The huddle's not the game. This is to prepare you to go back out into the game. And we only have it for a short while. I mean, I'm running out of time. We've only got, it. We've only got this huddle for just a little while longer. It, if you think that this is all there is, you're missing the whole entirety of literally the whole purpose of the game. You're getting your jersey on, your, I don't won't like it when the boys wear them, but you're getting your tights all pulled on, your shooting sleeve on, <laughs> your sweatband on, your rec specs on, ready for my huddle. Whoo! that was a good huddle. Man, I tell you what. And then you're taking off everything that is representation of what team you're supposed to be representative. The huddle is not the game. The huddle's not the game. The huddle is not what you were created for. Only. You were intended to go out and provide an answer to what you learned in here. Michael was bringing the word last Sunday. he gave this scripture, and I I didn't steal it from Michael because the Bible had it in there first. So, sorry, Michael. But 1 Peter 1.13 Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace that brought you to when Christ Jesus revealed at his coming. It goes on to, uh, and then there was another scripture I was going to share here, James 1.22 that says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We are in deception of ourselves, and that's the scripture that, I messed that up. That was the scripture that Mike shared. We're in deception of ourselves when we think that this is the game. You're you're fooling yourself if you think that this room is the toughest conflict that you're gonna have, and that this is the only thing that you're ever gonna have to deal with, this is not the game. This is not the game. Take what you learn and go out and apply it. It goes on in James 1 to talk about how the people who, who, who listen to the word and then walk away from it and forget what it says is just as bad as someone who were to look in a mirror, turn around and walk away, and then forget what they look like. You were created to take the Lord everywhere you go. was the whole point of the New Covenant. The whole point is for you to be filled on the inside with the Holy Spirit and to advance his kingdom outside of here, outside of here. And and that leads me to my last point, my last thing that I want you to think about. When When we're talking about staying in the huddle is this. Execute what's been implemented in the huddle execute or, or follow through with or do what's been implemented, what you've decided upon, what the plan is inside of the huddle. That's the fourth thought I want you to have. And here's, and here's what you do. See, you're still, even though you're not in the huddle anymore, again, think spiritually, even though you're not in the huddle anymore, even though I'm out here on the floor and I'm getting ready, I'm still, I'm still in the huddle my thought. Okay, next next play, what we're going to do is we're going to do this. Okay, they're gonna, we're going to set it up like that. Okay, I'm thinking the whole time through. Oh, I remember back what, what coach said. I remember back what the Lord said. Okay, uh, he, oh, we were talking about this. Man, that, that exact thing just happened. It's crazy how coaches sometimes, the exact thing that they were trying to prepare you for, just all of a sudden, I, we found ourselves in that position. Boy, that, that girl who can spike really hard, well, guess what? In the game we got, boy, she spiked the ball real hard. That, that girl who serves a certain way, boy, we'd talked the whole time. Coach kept saying, boy, her serves come over at a funky angle. Be ready, Man, we got in the game, and all of a sudden, serves just coming over at that. You're, you're, you have to execute the game plan that's been implemented you've got to execute the game plan that's been implemented it's not just enough to listen and hear it and then walk away and go do something different there is nothing more deflating or defeating from the perspective of a coach than to have wasted time to talk about one specific thing and then to watch your beautiful, sweet players go out there and completely ruin literally what you just talked about. The, the, the literal thing, we're going to do this, this play's going to open up like this. This girl's going to be wide open, this guy's going to be wide open, and then you just, you know, all you got to do is just lay it in there. And then they go out and then you, we go out there. And we just act like we've just never even seen this side of the court before. I didn't even know. Put yourself in the perspective of the Holy Spirit for just one moment. I'm not telling you to get a God complex. But think for just one moment, the Holy Spirit is like revealing truth. And you're like, yes, amen, yes, God, oh, God, yes, it's so good, yes. Writing down notes, oh, my gosh. Chapman's so great, what a great word. I'm going to use that as soon as I No, you're not. And then you walk out onto the court and you the literal thing you just it's def- it's it can be defeating. Implement what's been implemented, execute it. out there and do it. That's what makes a, that's what makes good players. Philippians 4:9 says this, whatever you have learned or received or heard or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace be with you. Well, I, I feel like what, what what Paul's trying to say here is, look, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you got out of all that. And there's been times where sometimes whenever I've been coaching or I've been, look, I don't know what you got out of all that. Jason, <laughs> sometimes you're just like, listen, I don't, whatever you've seen, whatever you heard, whatever you. Because whatever you saw in me, go just go out and do it. Just go out there and do it. Here's what happens when we do. What, what happens is the peace of God comes on our life. The peace of God immediately comes on our life whenever we go out and we implement what God's put in us. It, it's, it's you do this, you get this. Boy, Lord, I just really want some peace. I just really want, I just, I, God, I just need your peace. God, I just need your peace. What? has been implemented to you to do, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Be a great slogan for something. (laughs) Just do it. 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts reveal Christ is Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Look, you got to be prepared. At some point, because this is not the game, at some point, there's going to be a requirement on you to provide an answer. That answer may not be, hey, who is Jesus Christ to you? The answer may be coming forth and the question may be, the waitress gets your, your, your order wrong seven times in a row and you just want to slap her around like, listen. Listen. There, there will be an answer required of you of what's put on the inside of you. There will be a questioning of what exactly have you heard? What exactly do you know? Who exactly is Jesus Christ to you? Always be prepared. The Bible talks about in season and out of season. I've been out of season for a long time when it comes to basketball. But I'm, I'm prepared at any point in time if somebody wants to play to provide an answer. It's not always a good answer, but do my best. We gotta be prepared in season and out of season to provide answers. You don't know. You don't know what's gonna be required of you. You don't know that, that what's gonna come to try to get out of you what's in you. Life just has a way of squeezing you. And what's gonna come out in those moments will be the, will be the first thing that's on your mind. Be the first thing that's in your heart. It'll be what you've been putting into yourself. That's what's going to come out. If you've been preparing, boy, preparation's going to come out. I've got the answer. Man, I've, we've been watching film, and boy, I know what's getting ready to happen. I know, we played this team three times. I know what they're going to do. Boy, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. That ain't going to get me no more. I've been dealing with this, dealing with this, and I know that what triggers me in these moments, normally whenever something like that happens, I get really frustrated and mad. Whenever I get really frustrated and mad, what I do is I just, just the first thing that's on my tongue comes up. Nope, that's not going to happen to me right now. I'm going to, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to step back. You need, let me say this in closing. I got a little ahead of myself, but. You need to be huddling up with your team. You need to be huddling up with your team. First and foremost, you need to be huddling up in the secret place with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You need to be huddling up with your team. You need to be huddling up at home with your family. You need to be huddling up. Men, we're getting ready to have a a, a conference for us. Women, women. Y'all just got through it. Y'all need to be huddling up and using what God's given you, the directives that you've been given. That stuff just don't come around just for us just to just get all we can get. We belong to one another. And the last thing, we need to be huddling up as a church. We need to be huddling up as a church, huddling up as a team, as a team. We're on the same team. And hear me, I don't mean Christian Ministries church team and then Hurley First Baptist team and then Clever Baptist team, and then all. No, we're we're a team. We're the body of Christ. We are one team. There is one head coach, and and we follow what he tells us to do as a team for the the edification of us as a team. We need to be huddling up. Stay in the huddle. Stay in the huddle. That's all I got for you guys tonight. Y'all go ahead and stand with me. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.